cold enough to freeze the balls off a brass monkey, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Dear listeners, this week I have been taken through the land of the brass monkeys. I never thought that there would be so many places to go from this simple phrase. Cold enough to freeze the balls off a brass monkey or simply brass monkey weather is going to enter my regular vocabulary as a Minnesotan. Also, colder than a witch's tit in a brass bra, but that's not related to the rabbit hole I went down today. From this ridiculous phrase to a ridiculous song to some beloved internet memes to a made-up World War II spy, how did we get here? Hello and welcome to Isabella in Wonderland. Today we are going down an interesting rabbit hole to the land of the brass monkeys. It all started with a tweet from at Tropicana Pussy. I don't understand why white people would want to use AAVE, or African American Vernacular English, when they have terms like watch it buster, or oh for Pete's sake, or my personal favorite, why I oughta. These are so fun to hear. The comments on this tweet were filled with people posting their favorite phrases, including from at we here for you, colder than a witch's tit in a brass bra out here. To which, at the underscore last shadow one replied, Ever heard cold enough to freeze the balls off a brass monkey? Ships used to have a big brass dish for storing cannonballs called a brass monkey. Brass can dramatically change size based on temperature. If it gets too cold, brass shrinks. Cannonballs go everywhere. Naturally, I had to look up this phrase. It brought me to Wikipedia, as it always does. According to Wikipedia, Early references to brass monkeys in the 19th century have no references to balls at all, but instead variously say that it is cold enough to freeze the tail, ears, nose, and whiskers off a brass monkey, or hot enough to scald the throat, or singe the hair of a brass monkey. The tweet stated that the origin for this phrase comes from a brass tray called a monkey that held cannonballs on ships. The monkey would contract when it got too cold, and the cannonballs would fly all over the ship. Thus the phrase, cold enough to freeze the balls off a brass monkey. But this is not the actual origin of the phrase, because cannonballs would not have been stored in this way. The more likely origin of the phrase comes from the Three Wise Monkeys, a Japanese pictorial maxim. I'm sure that you've heard the phrase, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Famously in the Toshogu Shrine in Nikko, Japan, these wise monkeys are carved into wood, but the brass casting of these monkeys were a common souvenir from Japan and China. Though maybe more famously now, we have emojis to demonstrate these monkeys. True origin aside, I really am curious. How cold would it need to be to freeze the balls off a brass monkey? The only sort of answer I could find was from phrases.uk.org, saying the coefficient of expansion of brass is 0.000019, that of iron is 0.000012. If the base of the stack were one meter long, the drop in temperature needed to make the monkey shrink relative to the balls by just one millimeter would be around 100 degrees Celsius. Now, this isn't technically what I asked, 
but the answer does help to debunk the brass monkey on a ship origin. Basically, it would be impossible for the brass monkey to shrink enough so that the balls would be flying everywhere. Personally, I would love to see a Mythbusters episode about this. I looked for one, actually. And Season 7, Episode 2 does mention brass monkeys in the description, but the myths were unrelated. So at this dead end, I took to YouTube. The first video that came up in search was the song Brass Monkey by Beastie Boys. The lyrics go something like, Brass monkey, that funky monkey, brass monkey junkie, that funky monkey. What I thought was going to be the actual music video was a 420p video made by a few high school boys. I couldn't find the original date it was posted, but the oldest comment I could find was from 2011. It's currently at 9.5 million views. It really reminds me of old YouTube, where we would really post anything and it would go viral. The same vibes as TikTok, to be honest. I wonder where those kids are now. The real music video was ranked just under, and it's really not much different. Recommended videos include a tutorial for a pole dancing move called the Brass Monkey, and a video simply titled, Uh-oh, with a picture of an orangutan. Uh-oh. Stinky poop. The next suggested video, one of my absolute favorites titled, You Could Stop at Five or Six Stores. I am the queen of the universe. Back to the Beastie Boys song, what does it all mean? What is their brass monkey? Turns out it's an alcoholic drink made by Hoibline, which doesn't technically exist anymore. At the bottom of the Wikipedia page, an advertisement for the drink is titled, The Brass Monkey Returns the drink that defeated the Japanese Imperial Secret Service, a great untold story of World War II. In this ad, they make up a spy named H.E. Rask and a place called the Brass Monkey Club. Allied agents had to cross out letters on the coaster given to them with the drink to reveal the name of the Allied contact H.E. Rask, the head of an Austrian import-export firm in Macau. At the bottom of the page, it answers the question, what is a brass monkey? saying, it's an absolutely smashing drink, made from a secret combination of liquors. Tasty, smooth, and innocent looking, but potent. The color of sunshine with the mystery of moonlight. The brass monkey. For men and women who don't just wait for things to happen. Whatever that means. The Wikipedia pages led me to the company and then to Hoibline Tower, located in Connecticut and built by the founder of Hoibline. Now, the pronunciation of Hoibline is debated, with the actual German pronunciation of the name being Hoibline, then as they immigrated to the United States, becoming Hybline, and then once they were purchased by another company, Hubline. But I will continue with Hoibline. According to the Wikipedia page, while hiking with his then-fiancé Louise M. Gundlach on Talcott Mountain, he promised her that one day he would build her a castle there. I tried to read the source of this information, which is an article by the New York Times from 1999 titled Tower of Romance, Tower of History, but I was abruptly stopped by the paywall, as I have used all of my free articles. I hit a wall in my energy here too, though I did look up Macau and found a CNBC segment on YouTube about it. My YouTube ad was for bourbon, indicating that my ad data has been infiltrated by the brass monkeys. I think that is enough brass monkeys for the day. I never thought that we could go down this far from brass monkeys. How many more are there? 
There could be millions of brass monkey-related searches waiting on the internet. Maybe one day we will be brought back to this land of brass monkeys by chance. But for now, for my sanity and yours, dear listener, it is time to call it quits for this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you want to find me on social media, I am on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at Isabella Matika. Please check out Larith Media on YouTube and Instagram as well. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts, make sure to favorite or subscribe and consider leaving a review. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you next week.